On this episode of The Big Break, we had the pleasure of speaking with Frankie Storm, a hit-making machine who has worked with nearly every pop star of the last generation. She's responsible for songs like Don't Stop the Music by Rihanna, Lightweight by Demi Lovato, and so many more that one industry executive claimed she, quote, couldn't make a bad song. From singing in her church choir to breaking into the New York and Philadelphia music scene, listen to Frankie tell her story. Fundamentally, I want to talk about your your story from from being three years old singing in church and all the way up to the present day. Okay, so you thought you were going to be a minister or wanted to be a minister. So you first started singing in church, is that right? Yep. Um, my dad put me on the choir, and um, oh. I I just remember one time I was singing on the steps. And he come, he, he came running down the steps and he was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, nothing. I was just singing. He was like, I thought you were crying. <laughs> so I guess there was a point where I actually wasn't that good. So yeah. um, he put me on the choir and um, the choir director wanted me to actually lead a lot of the songs. So I started singing a lot of, like I was the pretty much the main lead at the time at, at three years old. And the church that I went to, we had like a membership of 3,000. So it was a lot of people. And, you know, when I was singing, people would get the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. So, you know, it wasn't anything that I would, of course, I couldn't, I didn't know what I was doing. But when I got older, you know, people would say that they would come to church just to hear me sing. So that was very, very uh, inspirational and pivotal in me, you know, pursuing singing more because, you know, I wasn't really good at singing, but I guess once I got to church, God, you know, he added the uh, increase. And I, and that's the reason why I, I was so good at such a young age, at three years old. So that's how it started. But then it didn't stop there. I, I just became really instrumental in church. And I was like the president of the youth department. And I would go out to different churches. And, you know, we would fellowship with different uh, other kids and stuff. And it, I was trying to make like a big deal out of it. And um. I started um, playing instruments. So okay. when I was eight years old, I started playing the violin. Um, yeah. So um, they came, it was like they came around one day and they were pulling people out of class. And I didn't know why I was getting pulled out of class. But they were like. Did you think you were in trouble? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Growing up in Philly, oh my goodness. I, I stayed in trouble a lot too, but that's that's the, the that's best place story. to be. That's the yeah, best yeah. Place it's the best place. It, it, it really turned out good for me. But um, I started playing the violin, and um, I would get to travel around. We, we had like a, we were in an orchestra. Um, okay. We we were um all the way up through middle school from eight years old to like 15, 16. Didn't stop there. I started playing the guitar, but I was yeah. still heavy into church. I was um going out to different churches and things like that, and I still wanting to be a minister. But I felt like because I was such a wild person that I was I wouldn't be able to minister to anybody because you know at that time I was cussing, cutting, mm -hmm. you know, doing all of that type of stuff. Yeah. How are you going to talk about sin if you haven't done it a little bit? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey yeah, that's exactly I I went out there and I, you know, I I messed up a lot, but um my parents thankfully they didn't give up on me. Yeah. You know, they uh they you know how like when you're teaching a child to walk and you just 
stay on their sides just so they don't fall over, but you just let them kind of just go and be on their own. That's how my parents have always been with me. That's why I've always been, I always felt like I can do anything because when I was doing my worst, they were like, okay, we're going to make sure you don't kill yourself, but yep. you know, go ahead and, and bump your head. When I was doing my best, the same, they did the same thing. They were very, they're very supportive. You know, my dad wasn't like Joe Jackson or anything like that, but he was definitely instrumental in making yeah. sure that I got up there. And my mother too, she's, she's actually the one who sings. In, in my family, so I okay. get my voice. I get my my voice from her. So you're traveling up and down uh, around the on the East Coast in the Mid Atlantic, going and and playing music uh, in churches, right, in youth groups, and and so so then you're in your head, right? You're you're saying, well, you know, I don't know, I'm doing some bad stuff. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't be a minister. Or what? Where did that transition where you said, you know what, maybe I'm just gonna go music first well once I got out of high school I was on my own like okay. I, you know I had I had to get out <laughs> why I, yeah no I had, I had, I had to go um yeah. you know I was um I'm, I'm a rebel I always had been always will be I'm, I'm a I'm a uh you know I still have the word in me it's, it's very deep in me like I only have one friend and she'll tell you that when I speak you don't know whether you're going to get the the pastor or the, the you know the sailor you know yeah. you, you never know but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm in the middle of both so you know me growing up and me my father's a very strong personality as well we you know we kind of butted heads like yep. you know like most teenagers do with their parents mm-hmm. so yeah. I, um yeah we had to uh, live in separate houses <laughs> okay. and I um but I still continued I, even though I was out on my own I still graduated high school with honors and I went on to college I um um wanted to be a um, computer science was my major. I wanted to do web design and um, um, make games and things like that. Like I wanted to just be inside the matrix pretty much. So, um, but what happened was um, a rapper asked me to put a hook on a song (laughs) and I had never heard my voice recorded. That was the first time I had ever heard my voice recorded. So now how old are you at this point? when when you hear your voice i'm in college i'm 19 you're in college you're 19 now how did you so how did you get connected uh who who was the rapper oh my goodness i don't know if i should say his name Uh Uh, i don't know see the thing is you know what i I, i've done a couple of interviews and then it's like when you start mentioning people yeah you know they've been like well what about me ah yes you know, I hate I hate to start naming names. So you're gonna see me like I, oh name dropping makes me cringe too. Yeah. But he he's doing well. He's doing well. I don't think he does music anymore, but he's doing really well. Okay. Yeah, I think he's in real estate or something like that. But I don't want to name names because there were other people around at the time. Yeah. And you don't want to leave anybody out. I don't. I hate that. Oh my goodness. My pastor used to always say when he got on the um in the pulpit, I don't want to start naming names because people start getting offended when you leave them out, and I do yep. not. I can't stand that. But like, I, but but I will say. So this. you hear your voice. I hear my voice. I, so I hear then, my voice, and it turns me out. It's like what the fuck? Like like I sound. I'm. I, I actually. This is dope. Like I sound. <laughs> like I, I was like whoa, and then. Not only, I mean, it was good to me just because it was something new to me, but I had a, um, my sister, my oldest sister, she's, um, she's passed on now, but she had my, um, my CD and she was playing it in her salon. That was the first CD that I had ever recorded. Okay. So I'm sorry. I back up. After I heard my, my voice on that first, um, song where he asked me to put the hook, 
It was yeah. called Love and Affection. I will tell you that. The name of the song was called Love and Affection. Okay. And, and um, I was like, give me some more tracks. And he yeah. was like, okay. So he gave me 17 tracks. When I tell you I wrote those songs so fast, I went to the studio. I recorded all 17 tracks in one session. One session. I was singing so fast. Like the first song I, I was um I did, it was called um Let Me In. It was like, I let your hair turn, can I shine now? Somebody better let me in. It's like really, really fast. Like I was going like I, I just had so much to say. But I guess because of what I had lived all the way up until that point, I had so much in me. So I did all 17 songs. So then my sister, she came to my house and she uh she didn't ask me for the CD. She heard it playing and she was like, Well, I'm taking this. So she took it and she was playing it in her salon. And um, some people that had come in were like, who is this? It sounds like it should be on the radio. So then they took the CD. So my CD just kept getting stolen. Yeah. And I'm asking her, like, where's my CD? She's like, my girlfriend, she took it. She got it. She was playing it for some people. And they said that they think you're dope. I was like, oh, okay. So um, it got around to, um, to some producers in Philly. And they heard it. And um, it was Dre and Vidal, um, okay. the, the producers from Philly. They heard it and they called me down and they were like, they wanted me to do some writing. And when I went down there and I, and I did some writing for them, there was another songwriter there because I was ready to just like every step of my career, I thought was it. Like when I was three years old and I was singing in church, I thought that was it. That was fine. That was great enough for me. That yeah. was perfect. And then every time I would go up to another level, I'm like, okay, this is it. Okay, this is it. So I'm in here and I'm writing with. Um, these producers and another songwriter is like, what? You should go to New York. They would love you. You should like, play on your music. They're going to, oh my goodness. And he, he was right. Yeah. Well, so now wait, I, I want to pause you for one second. And I want to know, so, so like, I, you know, I get this, I get the story. You're three, you're singing in church, then the violin, then the guitar, right? Then the hook. <laughs> but, but at what point did you start writing? music because like those 17 tracks that the guy handed you and then you started writing that wasn't the first 17 tracks you'd ever written so yeah, when that did was that like, start no that, that was, was the first time i had what? ever written a song and no way I, I'm, wow. i promise you i wow. promise you um and the thing is when i when i okay so after i went to the dreamy dial and then um, yeah. the um, songwriter said to go to new york i started going to new york and these people couldn't believe it either because it only like three or three three months had gone by since I had done that CD. So I'm, I'm shopping deals and um, they're like, it's no way, no way. And I'm like, but the thing is, the reason why they had to believe me is because on this CD, I didn't even know what a hook was. There was, a, there was just like a, you know, random blurbage of <laughs> lyrics and melodies. And, yeah, you, you were know, raw, but I was talent. Exactly, but it made sense somehow. So okay. when I, okay, so here we, here we go. I started taking meetings and once I took one meeting, it was like wildfire. All of the labels, every publishing company at the time wanted to have a meeting with me. So I would go in here, all green, and I didn't know anything. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so you want to hear my music? They want to, yeah, yeah. So I pressed play. One executive who is still a major executive in the industry today said, you can't write a bad song. <laughs> Stuff like that kept happening. And, every, and, and, some, and one exec would say, oh, this is the reason I come to work on Friday. And then another executive, and then another executive slid his black card across the table. And I was like, <laughs> then we really were doing something here. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, I was in the middle of that. And. So wait, so you're talking three months, 
three months between your sister putting your CD yes. in the CD player at the salon to, to a music label executive or a publishing executive sliding his Centurion card across the table. Across the table. But you know what, though? But, but the, I, I suspect, right, you had been... It was three months from that, but it was years that you'd been performing in front of thousands of people and like honing your chops. In yeah. church. Yeah. Yes, that was, that was, I guess, thank you, God. That was where I, my performance, yep. that was my performances. But what, yes, but in high school, when I was doing the violin, and of course, like I was the singer, singer. I was the wedding singer, the funeral singer, the, yep. you know, everything. The, the block party singer, the birthday singer. <laughs> yep, everything. So, you yes, could sing, everything. you were there and you were singing. I, yep, sure was, yes. Okay, so then, so then what happens? You, you, you take all these meetings and then, and then I signed to Sony, ATV. Okay. Why them? Why before them? Sony, before Sony, yeah. when I was working with Dre Vidal, I, before I signed to Sony, I signed with BMI. Shout out to Wardell Malloy. I, I signed to BMI. Yep. Right. So after that, then I signed to Sony. Shout out to Rich Christina. And um, yeah, and Danny Strick and Marty Bandier and all of my guys over there. But um, that's how it happened. And the first session that they put me in was with Stargate. No. That was first first session. So you yep, signed. because I wanted to work with Stargate super badly. And they were like, we can't put you with our top producers if you're not signed with us, which makes sense. And so it was Stargaze that moved the needle. You're saying, well, Sony, Sony's got Stargaze. I want to work with, I want to do that. So That's that so was, funny. You, I didn't even realize. Yes, that, that was, yep. <laughs> that, was, that was it, maybe. That was it. Uh, so then you go, in, you go into the studio, Stargaze, and... Are you, uh, no pun intended, but are you starstruck? Like, what were you feeling as you go into the studio with him? Like, oh, I cried a couple times. I, I'm a, I'm a, I used to be a ball of nerves. Yeah, they, they, they walked in and I was trying to sing a song and couldn't, and was bawling like tears, baby, tears out of my face. Yeah, yeah because you, you, when I'm, when, what I, I know for me, when I'm being creative, I'm like super open. So yeah. you could, you can drop a pen too loud and it's a wrap. I'm just bawling. It's just a, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just the way, that's how I used to be. Because of sessions like theirs, I got a lot tougher and a lot quicker. Because I used to be in there, I used to be so nervous. Like when I first wrote, please don't stop the music with them. I had, I had to leave and go get a drink. Just to, just to ease the, ease, ease the stress the away. Yes. So you write, don't stop the music. All right. What did you was it one of a bunch of songs you wrote that day, or like, like one what, of like, two songs that I wrote that songs. day? I wrote that one and and one um one another one called a rock in a hard place. Rock in a hard place. Okay. Did you know what you had what you had at that point? It felt special, and it didn't come from just anywhere. Like I said, like I had to leave the session and come back the next morning, and you know, like. Go I, I, a lot went on for, for that song to happen. What, tell me more. There was so, okay, so okay, so you know that Michael Jackson's sample is in that record, and it was there from the beginning. So you got a track from Stargate that uh, Jay Brown and Jay Z approved mm-hmm. that has Michael Jackson's voice on it, and you're writing it for Rihanna. So you knew at that point you were writing it for Rihanna. Yes, yes. The the pressure was on. Yeah. And I wanted, I wanted to embody everything. I wanted to uh, 
the reason why the song is called Please Don't Stop the Music is because we got Michael Jackson and the, the, the biggest producers and the, the, one of the greatest artists of our time all in one ball of thing. So I wanted to make the, the biggest statement possible to embody everything that everybody stood for. I wanted to kind of write the music industry anthem. How much time had passed from, from when you signed with Sony to when you went in the studio to write that song? A week, two weeks. I was, I was dead serious. I wanted to work with yeah. Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, and they kept their promise. Yeah. So then, okay, so, so there's, you're in the studio, you're in and work with Stargate, and you, you decided to take a quite ambitious project on to start. The music industry's anthem. You know, yeah. you, you've been in the music industry for two weeks, basically. <laughs> I love that. I didn't even think about it like that. I love well, that. Because, because, you know, I was, like I said, every level I thought was it. So I'm like, if this is it, let me, look, I'm sounding like Michael Jackson right now. If this is it, then let me make this the biggest thing possible. Like I always yeah. write every song, like I write every song, like it's my first and my last. Every song that I write. Yeah. So like if you listen to any other song, you know, Don't Stop the Music is great, of course. But if you listen to any song that I have write, written, mm -hmm. you'll hear that, you know, I put a lot of thought into everything. The melody, the lyric, um, the storyline, um, you know, the, 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 the space in between the words, you know, it's all really well planned out. I write my songs like kind of like you would write an essay, you know, okay. everything is, you know, very... Uh, you know, I put 100% in every line I drop. I just wanted yeah. to always stay consistent. I wanted to always be at a, at a level. And that's the reason why I'm able to stay relevant where people, you know, it's, where my name is respected is because I don't come out a lot. When I do come out, it's for something really special. And then when it gets done, it, it, it gets done well. All right, let's take a quick break so we can tell you about something very cool. A few weeks ago at Royalty Exchange, we launched a new tool called Know Your Worth. Know Your Worth is a free app for songwriters, producers, and artists that allows you to get an advance in 90 seconds on your back catalog. We have paid out more than $1 million in advances since we launched this tool. So if you want to check it out, go to worth.royaltyexchange.com. That's worth.royaltyexchange.com. It's completely free, and you can find out how much you can get in advance in a minute and a half. Now let's get back to the show. God a whole lot because um, after I wrote the song I didn't have to just sing it for Stargate I had to sing it for Ty Ty and when he saw it <laughs> I mean when he heard me he was like don't change anything record it just like that <laughs> it was really really dope yeah, there's some really great people over there but um, yeah. but that wasn't the end of it I knew that now that I uh, made this song that everybody likes I knew that that was just the beginning because you know I got phone calls immediately because you know when you do when I was brand new and and because I had done 
that song, and it was such a big song, you get a phone call. You know, you get a, you know, you get a, my, my point person at Sony is calling me like, oh, I hear you're in there doing your thing. And, you mm-hmm. know, we're we going to send you out on this and that and this and that. So that was. And the buzz, the, the buzz, buzz begins around you. Spiral. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, the song is, is done and, and you're um, waiting for it to be released. But at the same time, Sony's like. We gotta, we gotta, Frankie's gotta hit the road and we're going and she's going everywhere that we can get her, right? Yeah, that's exactly what they do. So then, so how much time between when you uh, finished the song and when when you first heard it on the radio? Oh, that took longer than everything. Did it? It took like a, yeah, it took like, excuse me, it took like a year. So what were you doing in that year? Like you were just working, um, making another working. song, um, yeah. working like a mad person. But you know what? In that first year, I only took six days off, so it went so fast that it, by the time, because what happened is by the end of that year, <clears throat> they were packaging it because "Don't Stop the Music" was not going to be a single, but it had grew from the UK so much that by it was around Christmas time. Somebody had came and told me your song, your single is being packaged right now. I was like, it's a single. They were like, yes, because it had grown so much already. So that's that. So January of '07, I believe, was when mm-hmm. it was released. Yeah. So, so they, you were getting sort of feedback in that year where you're like, oh wait, it's starting to bubble up. It's popping in the UK. At first, it's not going to be a single. Then it's then it's a single, and then. So then it comes out in the United States, and what does anything change in your life at that point? Like what? What? Because it sounds like you were working like crazy in the interim, but what changes? My address. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I didn't move too far though. I'm still in Philly. I was even though, like I said, every step was 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 it for me. I was ready for everything. I had been through a lot. And, you know, for you know, in my young life, everything, I was ready for it. It seems like kind of, I know that there's like angels all around me that are helping me with this because a lot of things that weren't supposed to happen for me happened. Like everything that happened for, in the industry is like a one of a kind situation with me. Yeah. You know, so I know there's like outside stuff that's, you know, helping me with this. So when the, when the fame, not fame. Because I, I never wanted to be famous, but when the name came, when Frankie Storm was had become a name, I closed. I kind of closed myself up. That's when I. That's when I kind of backed away. I, I still would go on my sessions, but what I would do is, when I was on my sessions, it would be me and the engineer, and I would go and write the songs and send them out. All right. So, so, so now you're you, the songs, the name. The Frankie Storm name is spreading far and wide, and you and you are kind of going retre- not retreating, but going in inside yourself. Yeah. And why? Um, because with the accolades come other things. You know, I would be on sessions, and you know, I would have people. It just kind of it had its good and its bad sides. All the executives were on my side, but it was like other writers and producers and things like that would kind of, it's, it's hard just to be a, a female in the industry. And, and I would have yeah. to deal with a lot of just 
and it wasn't even just the males. So I'm just, it just, I don't know. I just closed up because I felt like, all right, I figured out how to make a hit without bothering anybody. So mm-hmm. let me continue to do that. And that's what I did. So I pretty much like I stick and move. Like I'll come out and I'll and I'll do like a bunch of stuff. Like I'll write like seven songs a day for like two weeks to a month. And then I'll okay. just go home and let let the songs take their legs and, and wings and go. Okay. So then you're writing, you're going on basically a writing blitz. Then you're sending them out into into the ether, right? But with the Frankie Storm name attached. And then and then you're waiting to hear what comes back. Right. Okay. Right. And that's where you get the the um Sierra, the J Lo, Enrique, mm-hmm. Jordan Sparks. It's so many. Uh, yeah. Jesse J. Like I believe that I have worked with like every superstar of our generation. Yep. And, and 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 yeah, uh, and and I'm blessed. Yeah. And, and and I'm able to still you know go outside and and be regular and be a normal person with you know my uh, with my you know I'm not gonna call it, yeah success with my success. I yeah. can still I can still go home and you know be with my family and yeah. And I have to worry about, you know, the, the other things that my counterparts, the people that I write for, have to worry about. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm always very respectful of what they have to do. Because even though I, you know, we write the songs, they have to go out there and sell them. Yeah. No, that's, that's So at this point, like, so you're, you're kind of getting your singing and performing fix in the studio and then shipping it out. And so you get... You get the feel, and you get the 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 like just doing the work, but then you don't have to deal with any of the trappings of fame. Or right. The, Thank you. The, That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. No, that. Because I already so, have like I, I'm I'm I have like a, a volatile personality, but um, you know, that's why I kind of and and I and I read people really well. So yes, all the trappings I and, and like my my parents. You know, for the time that they raised me, they let me know to, you know, not not to be a follower, not to be, you know, the one who wants to go and be like everybody else and, you know, follow. I don't I never did trends. I always wanted to, to start my own. and I never did trends. Yeah. So, yes, I, I didn't get caught up. So that allowed me to stay relevant, out of trouble and, you know, successful. So, so now is it, this is maybe a little ironic, but you know, now that you're doing music full time, instead of being, doing the, the church stuff, it seems like you got into less trouble when you were doing music full time. <laughs> no, you did not. I mean, I'm the, I don't know. It's just an observation. And uh, <laughs> when I was, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, I understand that observation, but what it, what it was, is I think I was thinking more about the building when I was younger. But now mm. I'm more I'm more spiritual than I ever was, and and I cuss and drink and you know and do all of that stuff and all the worldly things that are I enjoyable. Did. Yeah, I would I don't think that worldly. Jesus turned water into wine, and yeah. Jesus went in the tabernacle and flipped the tables. So yep. I don't you know. So I'm pretty sure he cussed at somebody. Yeah, oh, I'm pardons. sure. Yeah, and he was always with the prostitutes and the and the pimps and the and all of that. So you know you got to yeah. go you got to go where you need it at. You know what I'm saying? You got to. You gotta. You can't just be all with the they thous and those. You gotta go where the uh, where the hoods and the, you know, yeah. all of that is where you where you're needed. Where where I can yeah. help somebody to not to not you know shoot somebody that night or 
not rob somebody that night or, you know, to turn their life over and do something dope. Like, I'm not one of those. I, I believe that I kind of did become a minister because I'm not one of those people that go out there and be like, yo, you need to go and be a lawyer. No. If you yeah. won't get on that pole, just don't hurt nobody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if you can do something, just make honest money. If you can sell, if you can sell crack, you can sell fruit. No, that that makes sense. Um, so, so with all this in mind, the then you you've put out some solo projects though. As, oh, as, wow. a, as, a, as a performer, that. that's just for fun. You it's know, for fun. Ha- it's for fun. What happens is every time I go in a meeting or go to a label, people are like, "Well, why aren't you the artist?" Yeah. And you know, they look at me and they're like, "Hey, you got a good look. You you, you can sing. You can write." We we know all these things, so why don't you just put it together and you and you be the artist and 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 I do that because of my fans. Yeah. Because I have people who every day are like, "Where's where's the new song? Where's the video? Mm-hmm. Where's the visual? Come see us." So yeah. I do that. I think that's just all that is is just like the 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 aftermath of me being Frankie Storm, the songwriter. Okay. You know, yeah. and I like, and I do like, and I'm still like, I still, if I'm out at, at, at a club or something like that, and people, it'll be somebody's birthday. I'm still gonna sing happy birthday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm yep. still like, I, I'm, I'm the same person that I was when I was three years old. I'm still as imaginative and creative, as wild, rambunctious. I'm still the same exact person. I'm just grown now. So yeah. I still want to have fun. That's why you see the solo projects. And I think I'm a very like, if I was really, really like to take it serious, I would blow. Everybody out the water. It wouldn't yeah. even be. It wouldn't even be a thought. Like I'm Joe. That's just it. And, and yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a horn tutor. But it's just. It's just. That's what it is. Because I've. I've developed many artists. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, young, old, male, female. What now? What What do you tell them? Like, what What kind of advice do you give the artists that you develop? Everybody is so different. What I do, even when when I write or develop an artist, I have to jump into their psyche, pretty much become them for a period of time, so that I can. Um, figure out what what they are. So, because people usually artists don't know what they are when they come. Yeah. So you got to kind of jump in their body and be like, "Hey, look at you," and mm-hmm. <laughs> and write it out for them. And so, so you're you see yourself as you're developing young, old, whoever artists. You're trying to help them find themselves through the music. That. Yes. Yes. So what, uh, you know, for anybody listening, what? I mean, is there any techniques or strategies that you've used over and over again while developing artists and songwriters that that seem to work to help them find themselves? Yes. Never. When you go into a room, never think about I'm stuck in here with them. Look at it like they're stuck in here with me. (laughs) Okay, that's step one. Be fearless. Exactly. That's step one. And then from there, like it all depends on how they take it. Like some people don't get it right away. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then some people aren't going to get it. So when the people that aren't going to get it, you have to kind of find a different lane for them. Everybody is, is, is so different. Like um, one uh, young lady that I was developing, like I used to have to always make her go stand to the, at the highest point in the studio just so she could be seen because she would always go hide away in the corner. Ah, uh-huh. okay. So I would always like go upstairs. Go, 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 go up the steps. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, stand on the desk. Stand, yep. Get, get up there. You know, I would, yeah. I would have to, you know, do do that with her. But she, 
And after a while, when she would come in the room, she would just go to the highest point in the room and stand there. <laughs> so, yeah. She knew you were about to say it. She knew I was about to say it. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been, it's been a, a, a wonderful journey. Yeah. That, that is awesome. Um, so, so then, um, so if you had to, if you had to say, kind of sum down or distill what things that you do and things that you are that have allowed you to stay relevant, keep making hits. Like if, if you're like, let's say, let's say, let's go back in time for a second and let's imagine that you're talking to yourself in January, 2007, right? And you're like, okay, what, what advice do you give to yourself to make sure that, you know, in uh, March, 2019, you are still writing hits? Like, what, what, what would you, how would you d- describe the way that you work to stay relevant mm. and stay working? Keep your ear to the street and your feet on the ground. Okay. Okay. What I, I mean like by that. that is, what I mean by that is, um, you don't have to be of the industry to participate in it. I can know exactly what's going on with every um, genre of music without listening to the radio all the time. Mm-hmm. And also, another thing that I, one thing, let, let me interrupt myself. But when you're writing songs, if you want to have the next big hit, you cannot be a listener. You can't listen to the radio. You have to stop listening to the radio in order to create something that's not there. So people think that they have to get caught up in what's happening, what people are listening to, or well, maybe that's not what's, what needs to be. So mm-hmm. I tell everybody who's trying to create that next new thing, you have to stop listening to the radio. And and that's what I said. I, I don't know. I just never, I'm a, because I, I play classical violin, I was always, um, introduced to different types of music and yeah. different types of cultures and, and people don't limit yourself to where you live. Um, it's just, it's so many different things that I could say to people, but I'm just, it's everybody's different. So I'm, I don't know like who I would be speaking to, but yeah. for myself, yeah. um, speaking to yourself, I, I never yeah. had, I never really had a, 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 a goal. Except for, you know, to be a minister. That was the only thing that I had. Well, I wanted to be uh, like Bill Gates, the girl. But that was like my, 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 my fallback plan. My only goal was to be a minister. So okay. everything else was like extra for me. Everything else was like, I, I wasn't ready for it, but I, but I was somehow prepared. You, you yeah. understand? What, what, like if you're looking I back understand. at what, everything that I told you, yes. everything that happened to me was like lightning in the bottle. But and, and I wasn't prepared for it, but somehow the preparation was made. So yeah. my, my 2007 self to my 2019 self, I would say, be you. Just do you. Because it, it led me here to you. Yeah. And, and I'm doing this right now. And I'm still, I'm still doing what I love. And I can, I can feed my family. And yeah. I can still do what I love. And I do so many other things. Describing myself, I'm an inventor. I'm a teacher. I have a school. I have, I, I do so many other things. I do a lot of other things. Yeah. Music, music is just what allows me to relax, so I can do everything else. Oh, so so then, so don't listen to the radio because the radio is what's what's now. But you got to live in the future. Yeah. So so when you're trying to figure out how to live in the future, right? Because that's like, I mean, hey, Bill Gates was living in the future. 
right? Like all the, you know, all the great teachers and entrepreneurs and artists are all living in the future, right? And it's like, how do you, how do you make your view of the future? But how do you find the, the inspiration or the, the raw material to live in the future? Well, excuse me. I always tell people, I believe I have a team of angels that follow me around because even when I listen back to the songs that I write, I'm like, you did that? Like, you wrote that? Like, I can't even believe it myself. Yeah. That's what, that's what I think, where where all of my inspiration comes from. And if you were to ever see me write a song at a point, I'm going to go somewhere else in my head and I'm going to be looking all around the room and it's like, I'm looking for other people, but it's nobody, you know, visible. So, Mm -hmm. and I know you're like, yo, Frankie is out of her mind, but I'm so serious. Like, I've been living with this. I've been living with this for so long, you know. But but come on, like, get, you got to know, I'm I'm not. I'm, I'm a smart girl. I'm not like I'm not. Yes, you smart are. About me, but no. I can tell you, like, my angels. One of I have I have angels. One of them, her name is Sophia. She's like the dominant one. She's the one. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's the one who she uh vetoes ideas and everything. She's just okay. The end all be all. Now, is she the is she the critic or the driver? Both. Both. Yeah, she's oh, she's like she's like my joke. She is the dominant one. Yes, Damn. exactly. She's like, get up, uh, rehearse, write a song, uh, yeah. write a book, do something. She, she's like, what yeah. are you sitting down for? Like, she doesn't let me rest. She's no. very very pushy. The devil. The, she drives. Sophia drives. <laughs> what were you about to say? You are such a troublemaker. Are you making uh, trouble right now? No, no, are no. Right? I, I bit my tongue. I bit my tongue, <laughs> Minister. Minister, I bit yeah. my tongue. I'm so I, mad at you right now. Oh, no. I hope you put, at I hope the same you, time. That's I a beautiful can't. thing. <laughs> I I'm so over you. You're yep. adorable. Oh, oh, man. I know. I am the worst. And the best. I love it. I mean, that's the key. You got to keep, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. I love that. I love that because, you you know, you're you're at the upper echelon of what you do. And for you to be such a a good-hearted, down-to-earth, caring individual, it says a lot about how we can participate in our industry. You don't have to be assholes and, you know, uh, step on people. And you don't have to do any of that. You can just, you can give, you know, you can give to people. And, and. Giving is just giving is better than receiving because when you give something, it comes back to you many, many, many times. And I know you know that. You damn and right. That, and that's yep. universal. That's yep. universal. So that that's 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 some spirits and angels in there too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I and what I think too, it's it's the um, the idea that you know when you um, when you put things out into the world, like like Frankie Storm, maybe the most. Uh, um, uh, spiritually and emotionally generous person we know just like in a in a way that is it's just like uh i don't i don't know the i don't know how to describe it it's just like the uh i love everybody i don't like some people but i love everybody i love and i and, and i would do whatever i can for anybody anybody will tell you that like my guys yeah. at Sony, they'll tell you that my guys at bmi they'll tell you that that's just the way and that's the reason why i like to keep everything private because yeah. the wrong person will see me and be like, oh, shit, steak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So I, yep. Yeah. So I keep it low. But thank yeah. you. That means the world to me. Thank you. So so now, wait, I want to make sure that I got I, I got this right. So so number one, don't listen to the radio. 
Number two, listen listen to the to your own angels and and your muse, right? And then number three, give. Give, yeah. give, 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 right? give, and, give, give, give. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, those are three. Those are three big ones. And uh, you forgot about the one when you're in the room with people, though. Uh oh, stand at the highest point. No, Say, oh, kidding. that's two. Wait, that one. But what about the other one where it um? It, don't look at it like you're stuck in the room with them. Look at it like they're stuck in the room with you. Yep, that. I mean, that is a that is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll get all that fear fear out of there. Yeah. Man, this has been awesome. This I'm I'm so good. glad because I was nervous. Oh my goodness. But 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 you you know you I was trapped in the room with you. Oh. So what, what did you have to be nervous about? <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't gonna say it till afterwards. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. But you know, I don't do many interviews. So yes, yeah. even though I you know teachers, I, I can teach, but you know, I'm human. Yeah, we, oh, all yeah. Are. we all are. Oh man, this has been like just absolutely wonderful, and we got to do this again. Okay. Frankie, thank you so much for taking the time. Hey guys, thank you yeah. both. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about Frankie, check out her social media accounts in the show notes. Tune in next week when we sit down with legendary producer Eric Dan from ID Labs, who is best known for his work with Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller. Past episodes, interview transcripts, and more can also be found in the show notes. And be sure to check out Royalty Exchange and get your free catalog valuation with the Know Your Worth app.